Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Good morning. It is Monday, June 28th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. I'm joined right now by Corey Smith, the editor of Pack Pride 24-7 Sports North Carolina State website. Corey, we're a college football podcast, and uh, we were talking before <laughs> we hit record. We're going to find a way to tie in the madness, the mess of, of what's been happening with NC State and Omaha and the NCAA of, of the last few days. We're going to find a way to tie all that into you know lessons or signals or trouble ahead for the college football season. And um, before we, we do that, help me recap what happened. Uh, NC State was just looked like they could win it all in Omaha. And according to uh, D1 Baseball, and you can tell me, you know, this jives with what you heard, you know, two unvaccinated NC State players tested positive, prompting NCLA to test their entire roster, which includes vaccinated players and four more positive tests came back. So that rendered NC State down to 13 players against Vanderbilt in a game they almost won. They looked like they were going to play the next day. A winner, winner goes to the College World Series final. And the NCAA, I was watching it, Corey, because I'm a Texas baseball guy. At yeah. 1 a.m. in the morning Central Time, dropped the bomb that at NC State, you know, they had gotten more info or whatever. NC State was out. So, you know, in reading the message boards and in seeing both sides of the coin on Twitter. Like, I think it's best if we, you know, we're not going to sit here and, and demand players do players get vaccinated or whatever. Like that's, you know, that's, it's just a thorny situation. I'm not really trying to get involved in, but just like, tell me what the last few days have been like for you. And, and you're in tune with the team. You're in tune with the fans. You're in tune with the message board fans, which is a different category of fan. Um, <laughs> and uh, just, just recap for me uh, what, what's been going on outside of the the news. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously there's, you know, there's heartbreak for, you know, not just the players, the coaches, the fan base. I mean, the entire administration, you know, obviously you never want to see something like this transpire. And, uh, you know, we were talking about this beforehand, you know, there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes. And one of the big thing, one of the bigger elements to this too, is, you know, the guys that were unvaccinated, some of them were players that had COVID recently within that 90 day window that we talk about sometimes. So you know, there's, there's a lot of things that kind of muddy this up and, and make it, you know, very difficult to get a good read on and, and what all took place. But, you know, you ask about, you know, what's been going on, you know, outside of just this whole incident, you know, we saw the, I, I was at Doak Field uh, last night, we're talking on Sunday, I was, I was there on, on Saturday night, when they were welcomed back, they got back at nine o'clock and it was, I mean, it was a surreal environment. I mean, they, they had so many fans out in the middle of the streets that they had to open Doak Field up and put them inside. There was, I mean, between two to 3,000 fans there. And mind you, there's a lot still left in Omaha because they were expecting them to play on Saturday. They had booked rooms through Saturday night, planning on leaving on Sunday if they needed to or staying the rest of the week. So it's been all over the place the last couple of days, but obviously the there's people that are down about the fact that it all happened. They're mad at you know the NCAA or they're they're angry at you know NC State's administration for not fighting this more. And you know there's just a lot of there's a lot of feelings going around. But one thing that a lot of people are is you know excited about this team and, and excited about the you know the fight that they put up going into the College World Series and, and getting to this point. You know having to 
I mean, beat the number one team in the country in Arkansas in their super regional and then beating Vanderbilt, you know, the defending champion. Granted, it was 2019, but you know, beating the defending champion. And they just they had this feeling of like, this was the team. This was the team that was going to finally do it. And then it was all taken away. And, you know, one fell swoop in like less than a 24 hour window. What percentage of feedback are you getting that suggests the fan base wishes that the coaching staff or the administration had required vaccinations? Yeah, you know. I think it's, I mean, we've seen this over the last several months, you know, obviously some people see it as, I'm not going to get into all of it, but some people see it as political. Some people see it as, you know, oh, well, you're just, you're, you're dumb for not doing it. It's like, no, there's, you know, there's people that have a choice here and, and NC State has said, you know, they've given a choice to the players. And, you know, I think there's a portion of the fan base that says, you know, why didn't they, why didn't they force them to all get vaccinated? And, you know, to that, again, I bring up the fact that, you know, there was there was a few players out of this out of this mix that, you know, that were unvaccinated and told they could not play that were planning on getting the vaccination after the season ended. They wanted to be able to get through the season. They had it earlier in the year and they said, I'm, I'm not going to I shouldn't test positive over this 90 day window. And so I should be good for the rest of the season. So, you know, there's I mean, obviously, there's a lot of teams out there. And I think Vanderbilt was one of them that you know, from what we've heard has told their players, hey, you're all going to be vaccinated before we go. We're not going to run the risk of this. And obviously, it was a huge risk and it ended up blowing up at NC State's face. But I think more the majority of NC State's fan base is is trying to figure out why the NCAA made that move so quickly because, you know, as, as you said, it's a college football podcast here. I think a lot of fans know if this had been college football, they would have found a way to try to figure something out. If, if, you know, an entire position group was out and they said, Hey, you know, Alabama came to them and said, Hey, we're, we're not going to be able to play the college football, you know, semifinal to lead up to the, the championship game, which is essentially what this was for NC state baseball It's a semifinal game. And, I, I highly doubt that would have been stripped away from from a team like Alabama or you know another national powerhouse in, in college football, uh, and that's kind of the way NC State feels. Is they were slighted here in the sense that you know yes, did they do? Was there was there something bad that happened here? Yes, but could they have waited? Could they have you know tried to push this back and done it differently? And that's what they're that's what they were looking at the NCAA for. Yeah, I remember during the college football season, it said it's if you fall under the 53 player threshold, it's your choice. And I remember NC or Mississippi State, sorry, dropped to like 49 and still elected to play. Obviously, cancellations were frequent, and I just like I couldn't, Corey, like I was watching all this stuff go down, and it was a massive bummer for NC State, and yeah. you know you feel for the players and the fans and. You know, I was I started thinking, I was like, okay, what what is the solution here? Like, does the NCAA change its protocols? And you know, I tweeted, I tweeted, like, I don't, I don't think teams are gonna meet vaccination thresholds. Like, I just I just think that's very clear. I was talking to a few um sources close to college football staffs over the last few days, and the feedback I'm getting is that they're pretty dubious that they're gonna have comfortable vaccination numbers. Like I kind of imagine Nick Saban has the clout to make it happen for his program. But coaches are trying to bring in doctors to, to talk about why you should do it. And they're getting met with some pushback by so many different pockets of their team. And in one circumstance, I was told players kind of clicked together into this unvaccinated group. And then they started sending the coaching staff links of why they shouldn't be vaccinated to combat the messages that they were getting to get vaccinated. So, yeah, I mean, this is 
this is going to be a mess. And I, I, I pitched to you before we got on or before we hit record. I was like, you know, do you think, do you think the NCAA is just going to say like, we want to wash our hands with this and we're going to just remove protocols. Like by the time we get to the fall, like maybe the CDC will have different information. And I'm just, I'm certainly not advocating for like, you know, COVID stupidity. I'm, I'm just wondering if the NCAA is going to keep testing and, you know, you, you think that's, that's pretty clear that they're going to, I just, it's, I'm talking in circles. There's, it's going to happen again, though. It's going to happen again. Hopefully yeah. not to this big of a le- high of a level, though. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, you're right. That's a good point. This like was, you know, as you said, this was the final four. Two unvaccinated players and then and then the, the positive tests come in among four vaccinated players. I think it was also kind of a wake up call, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this, you know, this thing can still spread like wildfire. This is still the same thing we've been dealing with. It, it's going to happen again. And I don't know, based on the way the NCAA responded I don't know if there are any lessons learned here. Yeah. And I think one of the more interesting elements out of all this too, was the fact that, you know, when the NCAA came out in their statement, they said that they relied on, you know, that they were making the decision based on their medical team and the the Douglas County Health Department, which is there in Omaha. The Douglas County Health Department, according to an AP report, came out and said they did not recommend that NC State's removal take place, but they told the NCAA the department would support whatever decision the NCAA made. I mean, this is, again, this is, you know, you, you said you were talking in circles. It sounds like the NCAA is talking in circles about all of this too. So it's just a, it, again, it's a very muddy situation, but, you know, going back to what you said, you know, I do feel like the NCAA now at this point, after what they've done, after what's transpired here, that, yeah, I mean, you almost feel like they have to keep this protocol in place going into, going into next season, because at this point you're, I mean, you just gutted NC State and, and, you know, killed their entire season off uh, based off of this. I mean, it's it's going to be even worse if you take all these protocols out here within the next couple months and and do not even, you know, keep <laughs> keep what you're doing what you're saying you were doing and the reason why you were eliminating this entire team. So at public schools, you cannot require vaccinations. You can do it at private schools. Can Dave Doran, head coach of NC State football, gather up his players right now and say, "Fellas, look at what just happened to the baseball team. I want you all to go get vaccinated right now." Would that result in in uh, following him, or would that be massive, massive backlash? I mean, he can, but uh, you know, and I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, throw any players under the bus here. But we've also seen, you know, a backlash from from NC State, you know, football players over the last few weeks, uh, or over the last few days. I take that back, not weeks. Uh, over the last few days, where you know, NC State fans have been calling out the, you know, the the current baseball players and saying, why weren't they vaccinated? Like, I have no sympathy for these guys because of this. Again, that's a very small group of people that, that are saying that. But, you know, then the players, the football players and, and some other athletes have been saying, you know, you don't know all that. You don't know all the facts. You don't understand what's going on behind the scenes. You haven't seen this. So I'm sure Dave Doran has pushed and I'm sure you know, Kevin Keats on the basketball side of things. I'm sure coaches all across the country have been pushing saying, guys, you know, the only safe way to be able to have everybody eligible for next season, the only safe way for you to be able to move on from this, you know, what you went through last year, uh, especially on the football side, because they were testing, you know, three times a week. I think they were testing the day before games, the day after games, and then midweek to, you know, to find out if they were going to be eligible. And, you know, NC State's season went without a hitch. You know, they they had to cancel the first game 
game, but then they played 11 straight games after that. So they were doing something right last season, but I'm sure uh, from, especially from a football standpoint, they would really rather not have to go through all that again. So while this is a deterrent for them to say, oh, I, I should not, you know, stay unvaccinated. I think just going through the last season should also be a reason for a lot of these guys to say, man, I need to go out and get the vaccination and just, you know, move on from this and, and, and get to a point where we're, you know, back to some you know, regular season. Yeah, I think you're right. I think those you, there's deterrence, and then like, like you know, hey, don't get your season canceled, and then also the pros are, hey, you know, you don't have to like baseball. Corey does the 85 percent in Major League Baseball. I think if the team has an 85 percent threshold, you know, you don't have to wear masks in the in the dugout. But you know, still some teams there, like the Chicago Cubs, have kind of famously at this point not met that threshold, and and players like Anthony Rizzo and Jason Hayward are like, yeah, we're just because of our own, you know prerogative we're not going to get vaccinated so i don't know um and then those guys are you know paid you know they are getting pressured they, you know their their gm and team president are asking them to get vaccinated and they're not doing it so i mean good luck yeah. to college football coaches for for figuring this out Corey. we appreciate you joining us this is just i i don't think a year ago i would have ever thought something like this would have been so complicated and it's it, it's <laughs> all just it's all you know it's if it's not nc state it's john rom and it's you know, pockets of issues in the major league baseball and the NBA where you read about teams aren't meeting their, their hesitance or their uh, thresholds. And well, you know, college football is up next. So uh, fingers yeah. crossed, but uh, well, the last, the last element I'll throw in there too, and I'll make it really quick, but oh, you're good. there's also, there's also this thing called money as well. And not to say that there's money involved in people getting vaccinated or anything like that, but you know, you're talking about the GMs being able to, you know, tell their, their baseball players like, Hey, you should really go out and do this. And you know, they feel like they have a little more you know, leeway with them because they're like, hey, we're <laughs> we're sending you checks. We're the ones that are you know, cutting the checks for you. College football players, college baseball players, you know, outside of getting scholarships are, are, are unpaid athletes up until probably July 1st, it sounds like. But so there's there's a little more, you know, pushback from them to say, hey, you know, we're doing this for you guys, essentially, not the other way around. So um, I think it's a little more difficult for some of these college coaches to go to them and, and really be able to push that. Uh, and even administrations as well. All right, Corey Smith, editor of Pack Pride, busy few days. We appreciate him joining us on a Sunday. Follow him on Twitter at our Corey Smith. Our producer is Lance Flynn. I'm Trey Scott. Have a great Monday. We'll talk to y'all on Tuesday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.